Kia ora, koutou everyone. Welcome to Queenstown Live Podcast. I need a jingle. Um, it's Friday. It's raining here in Queenstown and I'm here with my unbelievably amazing friend, Katarina Gutierrez, who is a complete bike obsessive um, and is a marketing and product manager and works with business in the impact space. Hare mai. Welcome. Kia ora. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're in Wellington. Have you got a shaft of sunlight on you? Is there, Do you yeah. have sunshine in Wellington? Block it out. It's Wellington on a good day. Holy moly. Um, welcome. How, how are you? How are you? What, what even have you been doing? I'm good. I'm good. Um, I've been locked up like everyone else and now we're out and so just just hanging it's friday friday hangs so you um did you quit your job was that pre or post lockdown it was 45 days before they announced lockdown (laughs) Um, (laughs) i had these amazing plans to go travel and to do other things and just Great actually cocktails on the beach. <laughs> no, it wasn't going to be that fancy, but it was definitely like needing to go home and see family, needing to take a break from work and then just rewind what I really wanted to be doing. Yeah. But I had no idea the employment landscape would look like this 45 days before that. Totally. And so um, I've written like a million things to ask you, but I'm actually going to concentrate on about three things. Firstly, you're, are you originally from Atlanta? I am. I love um, And how does it? So I had this epiphany the other day, and it was mo- it was actually after seeing this was a few days. This is probably a couple of weeks ago, actually. You, um, you said something about. Um, so my family are in the UK, and yours are overseas as well. Yep. And yep. I was, you know, kind of not not in a horrible way, but just going saying to them, "God, I'm really glad I'm not there." And then putting all this stuff out about being here and it's all awesome and amazing. It's all clear and concise. And then you said, dudes, remember, we have family back home and they're hurting and it's hard. So remember it. And I, it was like somebody punched me in the face in a good way. And I was mm-hmm. like, do you know what? It's really, it's really right. I'm sitting here on my ivory tower going, Haha, I'm not in the UK, which is a shit show. But actually lots of my friends are and they're really not liking it and they would love to be here. Um, how, how has that felt being far away and, and who have you been talking to? Yeah, it's not easy. My, my message at that point was I just heard a friend sort of go on this rant about the leaders in that space overseas. And yes, they are terrible people, but the point was there are also some really great people over there and they're really struggling. And it's hard for us who are here in New Zealand to see them and go, I can't help you. I don't know what to do about it. And another friend described it as like survivor's guilt, right? That we're doing great, but then we survived this thing, hopefully. Um, And we don't know the long-term effects of that yet. So I talked to my family, but it's really hard. I mean, like I was supposed to be on a flight in a week to go see them for the first time in four years. And I'm angry that I can't go do that now. Um, My partner's family's in the UK and it's sort of the same thing. You just, it's this prolonged thing. We're really grateful, but at the same time, it's really hard because we're so far it totally is and I, I haven't seen my sister in three years because I had a child and thought I'm not getting on a flight with a toddler to the UK but then I had this realization the other day I was like I could potentially not see her for another year or two years 
and that'll be five years and that's not good enough and I can't do that and then ah! and then I was like calm down you know just work through it but it is it's really hard because who so who's in your been in your bubble then and has that changed in the in the levels yeah my bubble originally consisted of Greg and I as my partner um and he's a shop manager at the local bike shop and so as levels went on the essential work became more uh, busy because they were repairing bikes for essential workers and government employees and those who had to actually be where they needed to be. Um, and then bikes are having their day. Eh? It's just like everyone's getting on a bike, especially during lockdown and the bikes were selling, which was really great. And so he was incredibly busy. Meanwhile, I was looking for work and taking a break. So it was us for a bubble while and then progressively he had to go into the workshop and things started to burst <laughs> from yeah. there. And how, how have you been not working? So w what have you been filling your, cause I know you like being busy. You like me. Um, and you got your camera out. I noticed that. Um, but what have you been filling your head with and how, wh what's the voice been, that's been, what's it been saying to you? Mm, the voice. <laughs> At first when, you know, that first week of lockdown, it was like, we're solid. I'm safe. I've saved. So I planned for this sort of life post work um, really well, which I'm really grateful for. Go me past self. But um, then it started to be that voice that was telling you, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? You know, and this panic would set in or um, would again get really angry and mad about what was happening overseas and not knowing what was going on and really having to draw myself in and say, you know what, that's the future. It doesn't count. And so every day, or it doesn't, it, it, you can't predict it. So don't stress it. And then um, take one day at a time. So it was sort of my mantra of like, you're surviving a global pandemic. Good job. <laughs> and then the second was one step at a time, one day at a time. Yeah. I'd fill my days with, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a student of life. So it was consuming as much new things as possible. I was that person who did everything probably except for um, get a sourdough starter. <laughs> so <laughs> or start a podcast that everyone's got. There's an amazing new video that's just come out that some Australians going, please don't start a fucking podcast. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been writing a lot. Um, I'm collaborating with a friend overseas on a zine. <laughs> um, I, I collect wine bottles. <laughs> um, I was cooking a lot. I was running. So all of that related in some way, shape or form. And it was just about like strengthening my mental fitness, I think, because yeah. if I didn't have the pandemic to face, I would have felt like I was missing out on the world. So the world would have just kept going and I would have been like, oh, hey, what's everybody else up to? Trying to find work, trying to collaborate, trying to network the shit out of this, you know, new life. Um, and the fact that it was completely stopped and we literally could not do it meant I also had to slow down. Yeah, totally. Um, and because you were part of the post-earthquake kind of business discussion, development, um, what, how, does, how does that compare it's a really weird thing to compare but that you know those conversations about what now are happening um do you want to be involved in that still 
Yeah, I think I'm still exploring what that involvement will look like. So um, I was involved in an organization called the Ministry of Awesome that was helping small businesses or what we called ideators, people with ideas to start a business or a creative idea or whatever, give them a platform, give them information about how to, how to validate that. And I loved that. That really fueled me. And it does to this day. I think what's similar is is a bit more of a long tail effect. We're gonna see a lot of people who've either lost their job or are just, you know, feeling like, oh, my life's been turned upside down. Maybe this work isn't for me anymore. I'm gonna take a shot and go start a new business. We might see that in the very near future or in the next, you know, 18 months or something like that. And so economically, I do think we're taking a turn on that. The other part is we're seeing a, a shift in terms of how we're consuming, right? And so impact businesses, measuring your impact, understanding what it means to develop a business that also is for good yeah. and means to good for society, for the environment is absolutely up my alley and what I want to encourage. And so I'm just trying to figure out how that looks right now. Yeah. And so, um, and uh, you know, I, the whole bike thing's really interesting eh? because, um, I was laughing when everyone went into lockdown because so there's a bike trail right inside of our house and usually it's quite quiet. You'll see a few people, a few electric bikes. A few, all, honestly, it was like a motorway and, I, and everyone was going, now is not the time to get into fitness, people. Like, now is the time to stay in your houses. Stop going off on these 30-mile bike rides. Like, what are you doing? So that, well, that, the whole cycle space has shifted. And I, but I also think, will it shift back when people go, do you know what? My car's really easy and I'm just going to get back into it. Yeah. Um, naturally, I think part of us will go back to the normal that we know and are comfortable with because change is hard. What I'm encouraged by is seeing a bit more political will in the space where decisions are made, right? The, the accessible streets, um, availability of funding from the likes of NZTA, the fact that councils and even small townships now are taking on this more tactical way of um, getting around and encouraging that healthy and active lifestyle. Yeah. You know, maybe they weren't ready to hear that it was about climate or about um, anything else now that it's a health issue, now that it's an economic issue that tends to be the thread that um, that they're latching onto, which is great. And I was at the, I was in the same breath of like, okay, you know, now's not the time to become a runner and clog up the footpaths. I live in Central City right now, you know, in Wellington, and we were at levels to well before everyone else. Like people are just so crowded in here and it's a very concentrated place. And so we desperately needed the car parks to go away so that we could actually take over the street a little bit and, and be safe in terms of distancing ourselves from from others and then it sort of slowly trickles out into other places and so I'm seeing it now and I'm like awesome I'm encouraged by it but we have to stay diligent yeah totally and and I um I listened to the webinar with Naomi Klein last week don't know if you heard that were you on that one and she talked about she's like you can't rely on politicians if you like birdsong and you don't you want it to stay then you have to goddamn do something about it and and we have to have these groups of people who join together um and i really loved how she put we have to put indigenous culture back at the forefront like you know it, we've got it there why are we trying to think of something else to use when it's just staring us right in the bloody face 
I think advocacy is an interesting space. You know, I've been in it since moving here, but it's, um, it's really hard. People don't understand what it means and people often don't want to be that angry, bitter person. And advocacy doesn't have to look like that. It can honestly be about visibility, right? Like you are a person who wants to walk to work. So do it and be that just, just do, just by doing it, you are participating, which is huge. Um, then there's the other side, the uh, complete other side of the spectrum that says, you know, you write submissions to your counselors, you email them, you, um, you know, tweet about it and elevate that voice in terms of your advocacy. So there's room for all of it. My, uh, like, I just want to encourage people to be visible more than anything right now. Yeah, so how yeah, do we yeah. make it so that it's, they're comfortable doing it and they don't see it as being advocates, I guess. Yeah. And, and in being, so in being um, at home for eight weeks or however long it was, for a thousand years, um, <laughs> like, like Sleeping Beauty, she woke and she noticed the world was still there. Um, what, what did you, did you notice stuff about yourself? that you were like, oh yeah, I knew that was there, but oh, there it is, or oh my God, well, look at that. Oh, good question. I think there are parts of me that I knew were there and then they're creeping up. So I'm, you know, I'm very extroverted. I was really surprised at how easy it was for me to just hide under the covers and stay inside. And then how difficult it was to become social again and go out to a restaurant and go to a cafe and have coffee or go to the pub. That surprised me. Um, we've actually flip-flop roles in terms of my partner and I, where I feel like now I am the introvert and very comfortable at home and he's going out and socializing more. That surprised me. The other part was um, because I'm able to find new work or go and find these online networks and dig deeper into the type of work I want to be doing, I'm very, very clear about who I want to be working with now. Yeah. Whereas before I felt maybe a little desperate or um, didn't really know that definition now. And it's like, I want to be around people who just get shit done, who are working at a pace that I'm comfortable with and who communicate really well, you know, and that looks a very particular way depending on the project. And are those people in Wellington? They're everywhere, which is so good. <laughs> you see, I was like, because people are always going, are you going to go back to Christchurch? Um, do, you think do you think they're there where you are now? Yeah, they're definitely. Yeah. Um, the market is small compared to other cities that I've lived in and loved, but it's here. And what we also recognize is that it doesn't have to be just in the city you're in, right? Like we've entered this virtual world or this online economy of work that allows us to collaborate uh, remotely. And so good that's great. That opens up the possibilities in terms of who you're working with. And that's sort of a side, um, side note that hopefully you and I can work on something together. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I love it when you say to me, what should we do? And then you're like, let's not start a business. <laughs> I don't need no business. I am. Um, I realized a really good thing about myself the other day. It was actually yesterday. Um, that I am really, really good at getting shit done. Like, I, I'm so good at it, and I'm so good at saying, I want to do that thing and not being frightened of going doing it, but I'm really shit at making money. Like, really shit. I just yeah. don't know... I don't know how to do it. To do it. Like, uh, people are going, you know, streams, revenue streams, and did you... And I'm like, I just don't know. Give me a 30 things to do and go and get started, and I'm off. But yeah. actually making some cash... 
I'm really shit. And I'm like, I need to start working out that bit right now. That's another thing I learned in terms of teams, right? Like, first off, you can't do it by yourself. So even just assuming that there was just a team within you is, isn't, it's not real that you need the creative, whether that's you or not, I don't know, the commercial person and the tech person, right? Yeah. Who's going to be managing your website? Who's going to be out there doing the sales and who's the design brains behind it? Simple. And to say that it's a one person show is unrealistic in my mind. Yeah, no, 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 totally. I, I, I think in my dream world, I would work for a, um, you know, like a group of women and we all did that and and we all came together to collaborate but then we all went off and did because I work really well with people actually telling me what to do I do um and I also like coming up with ideas and then just going off and doing them but I I I should never work on my own like it's just not by now I'm like that's not who I am I'm not I want to sit in a I want a swanky apartment with loads of with with loads of girls where we sit around drinking coffee and talking about stuff (laughs) I mean, some of the projects I've ever worked on were all women teams. And that's not to say that's the formula for every business or idea. It just means I want that. And I know what it feels like. And that's the feeling I'm after. I want to replicate that feeling in the next thing. No, no, totally. Um, Are you ready for your quick fire? I'm ready. (laughs) I laugh at the first one because I know this already. Coca Pepsi. <laughs> Coca Cola. It's in my blood, Jane. I'm from Atlanta. So me and me and Karina are a part of a secret Coke drinkers group that's not secret anymore. Um, <laughs> I've got four people in it now. Awesome. Uh, I haven't had any for ages, but I uh, I do. Uh, you know, it's it's amazing. And I, I, I it. Uh, guilty music pleasure. I'm a trap music girl, so like really crap rap or trap that's dirty and grimy. Oh, don't you know what trap is? Am I that old? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Good God. Um, who would you be stuck on a desert island with? And it can't be anyone that you really know, so it might be a famous person. And they're alive or dead? Uh, stuck on an island. Could it be... Oh, what is her name from... Um, salt fat acid heat that chef oh yeah i can't remember what her name is but i can see her face i know you mean super happy she's just a bubble of delight and she knows how to cook really well and i do not but i am a really good cleaner right so in terms of a (laughs) partnership means she can do all the cooking i can do all the cleaning and we live this happy bubbly life on an partnership made in heaven um hot shower or hot bath if I got to go somewhere fast, it's a hot shower. Yeah. Let's get it. And, and interesting conversation online this week about, are you a person who stands facing the shower or away from the shower? Do, aren't you supposed to like pivot? Well, see, that's your answer. I noticed, I was like, Oh, I'm a, somebody who goes away. But then I got in the other night and I went, I'll do a bit of both. But my friend is a complete, like never faces it ever. She's but like, then the back of it. But oh uh, yeah, okay, yeah. To each their own. Each their own. Uh, one album you would listen to for the rest of your life? Beyonce's Lemonade. Oh, I, I can't listen to that without thinking of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it, it it's a story in its entirety, so you gotta just. It is. It is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. Favorite hot beverage? Coffee. Well, how how though? How do you have it? 
It's interesting because I've gone back out for coffees, like fancy coffees, espresso coffees, and I don't like it. Or like I just, I, my taste is changing. So I've been making AeroPress every day. That's my jam. He's such a hipster. I love it. Uh, dog or cat? Love dogs. Sunrise or sunset? I'm a morning gal, sunrise. Uh, first thing you do on waking? Let's check my phone right now. <laughs> it's all right. Don't feel bad. We're all doing it. Uh, were you a homework at the start of the school holidays or at the end? Homework at this. Y'all got homework over school holidays? <laughs> Y'all got homework. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Did well, your dog I, eat yours? <laughs> <laughs> I probably finish it right away. That way I can enjoy my holiday and my mind's yeah. free. That's how I am. Um, and something that you've been listening to or watching that you'd like to recommend? Listening to or watching. Uh, so I'm one of those weird person that people that goes back and rewatches a lot of sitcoms or like TV shows or even movies, maybe because my memory is so bad and I'm always just surprised. But I went back and watched uh, this TV show called Community just for the laughs. So it's very escapists. Um, it's got Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, shout out to Atlanta, that is hilarious, so you've got to watch it. Oh, is it on Netflix? It is, Netflix New Zealand, yeah. And are you a podcast girl? I wasn't before lockdown, really, um, and now have a lot. <laughs> a lot going on in my ears. Um, <laughs> Katerine, thank you so much. What are you going to go and do right now? Um, I have Beers with Friends. It's Friday three o'clock cafe's closed that's when beer time is well go enjoy we will speak to you soon love you bye bye